What is going on, everybody? John Pemmy here with James Grani. Welcome into the Quick Pitch MLB DFS live stream and podcast here, recording for Monday's April 10th main slate here. Eight games here, James, that we're going to be breaking down. Uh, we talk a lot about the MLB season to this point, going through pitching rotations, matchups, and whatnot. Well, eight games here today, plenty of top starting pitching to go through, some easy matchups to target. Should be a good day. Yeah, it should be a better day there, Ooh, John. Better um, day. Uh, first day on Better Sports Network. Love it. Um, honestly, Bart Scott can't wait. I know this isn't a football podcast, but that's always been my favorite. Like uh, my favorite quote to for anything fun, anything yeah. interesting, and um, excited to be a part of the Better Sports Network moving forward with this uh, platform on this platform with our podcast with our live stream. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, we do a podcast in the morning here, and then five to six o'clock. James and I are back. Uh, breaking down everything that's gone on, all the news, all the weather, all the lineups that you guys need to go, answering your start sick questions, your lineup questions, maybe some betting questions for you all there. Uh, we'll be live here on the Better Sports Network Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 o'clock Eastern time, uh, getting you all ready for this MLB DFS slate. It should be a, a great time here uh, with Fantasy Alarm being a big part of the Better Sports Network, James. Yeah, leading right up to the Fantasy Alarm show over on SiriusXM to start um right after us so uh perfect segue into the show um and and we're we're ecstatic uh john and i have worked together for a long time for those that don't know us um here at fantasy alarm we've done podcasts of all different sports baseball basketball football all year long um you know generally it's howard and john on the football podcast but john and i do uh 82 games of nba and then 160 games of baseball so uh, we're, you know, familiar with one another pretty much, and uh, we're looking forward to it. John, eight games though um, to kick us off in the better. You know, this is our this is our bread and butter. Yeah, we're we're more of the uh, we're more of the six to eight, six to nine game ilk. I would say, John, right. that's kind of right in the right in the we, sweet we, spot. We, for us. we like the player pools when it comes to these six to yep. eight game slates for sure. Yep. Uh, yep. James, break down some of the matches for us. What do we got for run totals? uh matchups that we should be looking to target here when you're looking from vegas yeah so in terms of vegas uh and that's how we'll usually open our pod just taking a look at things over there um flyer playing across the country uh john and both both john and i are on the east coast as of right now um the biggest betting favorites uh are the angels minus 204 they get to face patrick corbin um at home that should be a fun matchup for the Angels. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anytime we get Patrick Corbin on a slate, we are just licking our chops here. Yeah, first day on Better Sports, and happy Patrick Corbin Day already to everyone that celebrates. Um, Bryce <laughs> Elder and the Atlanta Braves, minus 189 favorites, um, hosting the Cincinnati Reds. Um, and those are really the only two like big favorites of the day. Andrew Heaney and the Rangers take on Zach Greinke and the, the Royals. Heaney is a minus 145 favorite at home. Same thing with Max Scherzer going up against you, Darvish, and the Mets versus Padres. Uh, that kicks off the slate at 710. Um, and, you know, that's really it in terms of run totals, John. Let's, yeah. let's take a look at the... Uh, they got Coors on the slate again, and we have actually a good offense in Coors with St. Louis. So, um, you know, as we were kind of uh, a little disappointed at times when the Nationals were there over the weekend, expecting a lot more production out of the St. Louis team this week. Yeah, and, and to your point, 11 run... 11 over under there in St. Louis, Colorado. That is the highest on the board, which, you know, for all those playing MLB DFS for the first time, 
get used to it. When you have a core slate, that's just what happens. Um, the runs runs are plenty typically. Uh, you know, the opening night of course was a one nothing game, of course, but right. uh, usually it is a higher implied total. Usually a lot of runs scored. So eleven there uh, in the Angels uh, Washington game nine and a half. It has opened at it's pretty much stayed there uh, as of this recording. Nine run implied total in Braves Reds. Eight and a half in Texas, Kansas City, and eight and a half in Milwaukee and Arizona as well. Those are the only other games over eight implied runs. And then we have some um, some that are not out, some that are pitcher friendly, like the uh, late night hammer in Los Angeles, San Francisco. Right. And uh, as of least now, no, no real weather concerns, but of course, you know, stay tuned. Uh, throughout the day uh, we'll have the playbook out uh, for everybody here you know, gotta go ahead and check out the fantasy alarm playbook uh, break down all the weather details that are needed that could impact uh, this slate as well uh, James let's waste no more time let's get into it breaking down the pitcher position here we go position by position for everybody who is new to the show uh, top price guy on your slate is Max Scherzer here he's at home he's got the San Diego Padres at ten thousand four hundred dollars Luis Castillo on the road against Chicago Cubs at 96 and Julio Urias on the road against San Francisco at $9,400. We'll call that our top three pitching on the slate. Yeah. Um, so Scherzer's obviously in play. Um, he has not looked great to start the year and the home runs have obviously been concerning uh, Four home runs and two starts, but that's not something we're really worried about with Max Scherzer. Um, yeah. He gets to pitch at home for the first time this year. Uh, we know City Field has become predominantly pitcher friendly, so I have no problem getting to Scherzer. I like Luis Castillo as long as we don't have any weather concerns. He's looked great to start the year. Um, no earned runs, just three hits, five base runners, John, in two games and 11 and two thirds. The pitch count went from 76 to 99 in his second start of the year. Um, have to love that. I think Luis Castillo, again, barring no wind, but as of right now, I see. Not many places have opened with a line for this game, and I wonder if they are waiting to get a weather report. But the Vandal Sportsbook has opened up with eight, and that okay. typically implies that there's not going to be wind blowing out. And we'll t you'll be hearing that a lot when we have Wrigley slates. Like, right. if the wind is blowing out, Wrigley becomes Coors Jr., in a sense, because the ball just carries and leaves the ballpark, uh, even on lazy fly balls. So... As of right now, it looks like the win should be intact. I like Luis Castillo. Julio Urias is very interesting because the Giants' offense has been surprisingly good to start the year. Right. And, um, you know, they are striking out a lot. 28% K rate, 27.9 to be exact, third highest in baseball. But they have an 828 team OPS, which is also the third highest in baseball. So, right. like, we are, you know, it's a, it's a good offense right now, which – probably didn't expect coming into the year uh especially very very limited sample size here james obviously just 37 plate appearances do you know what their strikeout rate is against left-handed pitching this year want to take a um, guess i mean i'm gonna assume it's high i'm gonna i'm gonna assume it's high at 35 it, it is a ridiculous 43.2 percent oh okay so that's yeah i mean <laughs> Now, again, we're, we're early season MLB, right? So they've had right. 37 total plate appearances. Which means really nothing. Like that's really, It really a, doesn't mean anything. But they've struck out at almost half of those plate appearances. Yeah, that is not um, Julio Urias, uh, the one thing that I do like 
is the 87 pitches, right? The one thing yeah, that we're worried that. about sometimes with these Dodgers starters is they get handled with kid gloves. Urias is certainly one of those starters uh, that gets a – it's like six innings and he's out. And so far, it's been six innings and he's been out of this game. So – uh, great if you're in a quality start league. Uh, the numbers certainly have bared out that he's not, you know, not allowing many runs, not allowing many hits. Um, over 20 fantasy points on DraftKings in both starts here. Um, you know, great pitching environment being in San Francisco, as you mentioned here. Uh, strikeouts certainly could be there, but if he is once again just kind of pigeonholed into six innings and out, regardless of pitch count, um, that is at least a little capping when it comes to your right. uh, your fantasy upside. Yeah, and that's probably why if I'm like picking between the top tier, Luis Castillo is probably my top arm of the three, and, mm-hmm. and I would put him slightly over Urias. But it is worth mentioning, like there could be 95 to 100 pitches here if we consider consider like the inc- the increase that he saw from game one to game two. Yeah, and the strikeout rate's crazy. So I like Urias. I think as of now, I like Castillo a little bit. Is there anybody in this mid-tier that you like? You know, we're talking after the top three guys. We're not going to play pitch Marquez at home. Uh, you Darvish gets the Mets here at $8,400. Uh, obviously, Andrew Heaney coming off of an awful start uh, in his debut. He's home against Kansas City. Pretty decent matchup for him. Uh, Juice Smiley gets Seattle. Wade Miley uh, pitched a gem uh, in his debut. He's on the road against Arizona. You got Mats in Colorado. Not really where we're probably looking to go. And then Zach Gallen, as great as he was last year, has not been good at all this year. Great price tag, though, in Zach Gallen. If we were just kind of maybe paying for some upside at $7,100. Um, is there a spot in this mid-range where you're like, yep, this is my guy? Um, on eight, on an eight-game slate here, you know, double spinning up on pitching, obviously, especially when a, a Coors field is on the slate, it's kind of tough to fit everything in. Yeah, I mean, I think the one, the most... The best thing that stands out is Darvish's price tag, um, but obviously the matchup going up against Scherzer is not the best. But, you know, the Mets have the 25th ranked offense in terms of OPS against right-handed pitching. That's a 200 about it sample, so um, a pretty decent sample. Obviously, there's so much more to, like, even out. I, I know the Mets' offense is going to be better than that, but 649 OPS and... Sometimes we worry about the power with Darvish. I mean, the Mets 23rd and ISO against right-handed pitching as well. So I like the price for Darvish. I don't hate going back to the well with Andrew Heaney. Um, we know the blow-up is always uh, a potential. But what are we talking about? Earlier in the year, Baltimore's offense right. has been just amazing. Um, two home runs doesn't surprise me, especially Heaney's a guy who you know has the ball lifted a lot. Um, 31% have, strikeout rate for the Royals against lefties this year. Yeah. And, and I, that was my next point, John, like Andrew Heaney's a guy who has solid strikeout upside. Um, like, yes, he might give up two home runs. He also might have 10 strikeouts right. in, in, in the same, in the same outing. So, um, I like Andrew Heaney for tournaments. Um, 7,900 is a pretty good price tag. Do we have, he's favorited minus 145. Some places, DraftKings Sportsbook minus 165. I see him FanDuel Sportsbook 166. So like there's a bunch of places where he's like a pretty sizable favorite. So um, probably Andrew Heaney for me in this tier. Okay. Don't love Smiley. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting the Smiley. I said in... You know, we, we count out Wade Miley a lot, <laughs> you know, and then he, he has these random runs of just being yeah. a, a really good pitcher. 
Um, six innings and 79 bats. pitches there against the Mets. You know, it's all he about Arizona. Bats. He doesn't miss bats, right? Right. Isn't that like that's where I think the like we can play someone like Andrew Heaney for a couple hundred dollars more who has double digit strikeout upside sure. or Logan Webb who has already struck out 12 guys in a game, right? Like, would you go Logan Webb against the Dodgers? No, though? no, no. But I'm just saying, like, giving an example of like Miley kind of why we don't go to him sure. right at 17 like why we would look elsewhere yeah. I, honestly zach allen right like 7100 is probably someone i would go to before this going is, to this is where i think the advantage of zach allen comes in look at the two games he's pitched so far on the road against the dodgers on the road against the padres yeah it's tough two of the toughest matchups you'll find in baseball uh and now he's home against milwaukee we you know you and i play a lot of milwaukee um you know when it comes to lineup stacks because they're just so cheap and we do think that in the right situations you know they have some pop and it can do some and do some damage here um you know they have some good lefty bats in that lineup as well you know yelich winker telez guys that have some power uh i think zach allen's a stud and this is an opportunity now just a big step down in just competition that he's going to be going up against uh if you if you look at this brewers lineup here zach allen is not going to be seventy one hundred dollars for too long in my opinion, just based off the talent that we know, you want to talk about strikeout upside. He certainly has uh, strikeout upside. So uh, for me, I think Zach Gallon at seventy one hundred dollars is going to find its way into a lot of lineups for me. Yeah, I mean it's really hard to ignore um, because I agree he is very talented. I mean Milwaukee twenty three point three percent K rate this year isn't the best. I mean it's not terrible, but middle of the pack, fourteenth in the league. So. You know, like there is upside for Gallon. Um, seven five nine ERA expected ERA is three nine seven. John, he's a forty four percent career ground ball pitcher, twenty eight percent ground ball rate through two starts. His walks are up, the home runs are up. Like everything kind of suggests that he's going to, like, there's just improvement on the horizon. Yeah. I mean, twenty percent hard hit rate, and he's getting shelled, right? Like. I mean, 20%. That's 10% lower than it was last year. Um, well, like you again, said, his expected ERA is almost four runs lower than his actual. Right, run. right. So, so, yeah, I mean, it, Zach Allen, you know, the, the positive regression is on the way. Likely this start, if it's not, I mean, 70, can't get, if his price gets any lower than 7,100, we're going to talk a lot about Zach Allen this right. year. Yeah, because we're going to keep going to the well. So. Yep. Um, for me, I think Allen's going to find his way into a lot of lineups, a lot of pairings with like Castillo or, or Urias, yep. um, for me with Gallon in lineups, cause it's going to help you probably spend up and get some of those course field bats. Uh, if we're looking all the way down though, um, you know, Suarez at $6,900 against Washington, that's, that's kind of appealing here. Again, I know that he got lit up by Seattle in his first star, but Jose Suarez last year was another guy that was fairly serviceable for a lot of, for, for a lot of our lineups. Um, has some strikeout potential. Washington certainly doesn't scare us. Now they have some guys that can hit left-handed pitching. We talk a lot about that. You know, Lane Thomas. Uh, we saw Stone Garrett have a big day the other day. Yep. They got Jimer in their lineup there. So I mean, but those aren't like Aaron Judge, you know, right? No. So no. Um, any interest in Jose Suarez at sixty-nine? Um, yeah, I, I think there is appeal. Like he's the biggest favorite on the board. Um, and Washington, you know, when you look at their, their, ele- they're in the top half of the league in a lot of offensive categories against lefties, it's a, 
they actually have the most at bats against lefties. Mm-hmm. Um, they also played in cores too. Like they put, they faced off against Austin Gomber in cores. So like, yeah, I think they faced two lefties. I think in cores. Yeah, they? it's yeah. Um, Gomber and I think well, they they got well, shut down. Yeah, they got by shut Freeland. down by Freeland. That's true. Um, so it's just it is somewhat interesting. Um, I I do have interest in Suarez, biggest favorite on the board, as I mentioned, and and Washington offense again. Top half of the league against lefties, but like we don't expect that to continue. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Maybe they are just good against lefties this year. Um, One of those just pesky teams that like don't yeah. strike out. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Royals last year. Royals were not a good offense, but they also never struck out. So just never struck out. Couldn't never really target out. them for anything. Um, where I think a lot of people might go and maybe a pivot off Suarez is probably Bryce Elder. Okay. Who it, coming off a great start? Um, Seventy nine pitches, six scoreless innings, two hits, six strikeouts. Um, his price decreased three hundred dollars, and it's not like they're going into Cincinnati. Right. Like he's, and it, not that Atlanta is the best pitching environment, um, but it's not a bad it's not a bad pitching yeah. environment by any means. So, um, I think Elder is probably the more popular of the two. They're the two biggest favorites on the board, Suarez and Elder. It's funny because they're sixty nine and sixty six hundred respectively, but right. um. I think both of those guys are quite interesting. Um, I would, without like having ownership out to us now, I would guess Elder's the higher owned of the two, but um, maybe that's a reason why we pivot to Suarez in in our. Yeah, I mean, certainly people tend to go to Atlanta because they have that, uh, you know, that great offense that's around them. But, uh, you know, Trout. You know, is certainly capable of carrying an offense by himself here. So uh, some right. pretty good value on this slate, which is, again, what we're talking about. We didn't necessarily love the mid-tier. We liked an, an Andrew Heaney dart throw maybe in, in tournaments. But, you know, you go Gallon, Suarez, or Elder in the value tier, um, it's going to certainly help pay up for some of that elite pitching like we discussed. Um, are you in on Scherzer? I know, you again, I know we talked just to recycle back up. Like, it's Max Scherzer. But it is the San Diego Padres. Like, does that... You know, is that a reason enough to keep you off? Is he a tournament play only for you? You know, because you know, given the other two top guys at Castillo and Urias. Um, I mean, I just I don't. It's not going to get worse than it has for Scherzer. So like, I, I think it's only going to go up from here. San Diego's offense. You know, they've been pretty good against righties to start the year. Two thirteen ISO, eight oh two OPS, three forty eight WOBA. That's all top ten in the league. So. Like, it's a good offense against righties. We know Manny Machado has notoriously been right. reverse splits. Um, so do obviously. Yeah, I, think, has dominated I, I, I just think he's going to be – he'll so. probably be rather contrarian. I don't think people are going to want to go against the Padres' offense here. I, the, I, we say that. Baseball is just so weird, right? Because, like, a few podcasts ago we were talking about it with Woodruff. And yeah. we were like, should we go – like Woodruff is in a tough spot. He gets the Cardinals. Um, and there was, I forget who else was on the mound. There was two guys, Kershaw, right? It was Kershaw. Yeah. And Kershaw. Else. Yeah. Woodruff was 64%. And, and Woodruff was 64% in the tough, in a tough spot. And he, yeah. and he was good. Um, Kershaw was not good against Atlanta. That, I mean, Kershaw was, Arizona that day. He was and Kershaw was not, but yeah. like, that's why, like, I'm not sure where to gauge Scherzer's ownership just because people just gravitate to elite pitchers, no sure. matter what, because they could just shut down good lineups. Um, yeah. I would say I think Castillo and Urias check in a higher ownership, but I that's just speculation. It could end up just being like Scherzer 40% owned just because right. it's Max Scherzer, right? So. right. All right, let's go on over to catch a spot. We got eight games here. 
Uh, for those, you know, again, catcher for us is generally not a position we like to spend up for unless there's, you know, just so much value that we can go ahead and get a WD Smith, you know, in our lineup. Uh, we talked about the home run issues with Heaney there. Salvi Perez is 5K. Uh, Tyler Stevenson, a guy that's generally great in the mid-tier, has a price bump here uh, against Elder, who we may be looking at uh, for some value here. Um, you know, so where are you kind of starting your uh, matchups here for catcher? Uh, Cal Rally, we know the power side for him against Southpaws, uh, 3,900. You know, where are we, you know, where are you starting your catcher position at? Um, so I like Salvi's home run upside, uh, against Andrew Like I, I mentioned, I like Andrew Heaney, but I, we know he serves up home runs. Like he's yes. not someone who is afraid to throw strikes. Um, and that has led to a ton of home runs allowed throughout his career. Uh, last year, 1.73 home runs per nine the year before 2.01 home runs per nine. Like this is not a guy afraid to throw strikes and right. he pays for it at times. So um, I do think Salvi is, if you aren't going Heaney, someone that we could play um, for a cheap home run. I had the rally split flip, by the way. He's actually, the homer comes against righties when he's Homers come against righties. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Homers comes against righties. Um, if I'm like looking, I mean, Wilson Contreras going into cores, I think would probably be the first spot. Like I really take a look at like sure. um, cash games. I think 4,300 is not a bad price, especially if we're using a Bryce Elder or a Jose Suarez, I think right. getting to Wilson Contreras is not going to be a problem at all. Um, Sean Murphy oh. has to be the everyday catcher now because Darno is injured. So yeah, <laughs> so Sean Murphy will. I, I will say Graham Ashcraft looked amazing in his first start. Sure. Uh, will that continue? I you know it's Graham Ashcraft. Right. I don't know. Um, I think Logan O'Hop is going to be pretty interesting. Because he continues to home run. He continues homer, dude. Yeah. He hit his third home run in five games on Sunday um, in a just absolute barn burner of a game, 23 runs scored. <laughs> yeah. um, he's going to strike out a lot, and he's kind of showing that. Uh, but he... Probably not against Patrick Corbin, though. But, but yeah, I mean, don't jinx it, you know. Um, I won't knock on wood because I don't want my dogs to bark. Sure. But if you want to go ahead and knock on wood, I, you know, I wouldn't be mad at the avoiding avoidance of a jinx, John. Uh, thank yeah. you. I got, um, I, so I got you. I appreciate it. Uh, and, and to Logan, I mean, we, we all listened to the John Rom thing. We right. all know Zach Ertz, you know, jinx John yeah. Rom in the, yeah. uh, or tried to. Um, so you, would you go Logan to hop over Elias Diaz in that spot against Matt? I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think Ohio, he's probably my favorite guy we've talked about yet. Other excluding Wilson Contreras, who I think, you know, is just going to be naturally popular because he's good and he's in course. Yeah, middle, great, great lineup for the Cardinals. Fits going to fit a lot of stacks there. Um, Gabriel Moreno hasn't had the start to no. the year that we had hoped for, but he does get the lefty matchup against Wade Miley here, uh, and still just twenty five hundred dollars. So you know, basically your your punt catcher spot here. Yeah, he's just struggled, um, and he profiles as a very good bat. Right, that's what he's been profiling since his minor league days. So that's why he's so coveted as a prospect, and I think he's going to come around. But um, I, I don't have a problem getting to him. I also don't have a problem if you just kind of want to avoid him and let him work out of his, his troubles. Sure. So recapping here, our, our top catcher options for today: uh, we like Salvi against the lefty uh, in in Heaney for that home run. 
uh, potential there. Uh, we think Wilson Contreras is going to be rather popular just given the Coors Field uh, matchup against uh, Herman Marquez at $4,300. Uh, Sean Murphy should be the everyday catcher for Atlanta, at least for now. He's going to hit in the, you know, somewhere in the middle of that Atlanta uh, matchup. But uh, again, more of the contrarian play when you get Logan Rahop and Elias Diaz just right below him, $3,500 and $3,600 and some pretty strong uh, spots there. Again, we're going to be, when we build our lineup at the end of this show here, we're going to probably be seeing a lot of Angels uh, just stacking up against uh, Patrick Corbin here. Uh, anyway, so I could certainly see Logan O'Hop down there at catcher. And then uh, I still think Gabriel Moreno could be a pun play if you just needed the total salary saver uh, at $2,500. John, what do you think? What do you think of would you give Francisco Alvarez a look 2K? Mm. 2K. Uh, if he's, he's in the lineup, on... they, they've seemingly had a hard time putting him in. The... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, played Sunday, one for four, RBI um yeah listen if he's in the lineup i don't mind the guy's one of the best catching prospects in all of baseball he's got a great bat um it's you darvish so not not like the best matchup for him but also again if you're looking for, if you if you need even the 500 dollars for moreno that's fine uh i have no problem going alvarez uh we talk a lot of times uh baseball unlike other sports is very unique uh maybe only hockey can really rival it where you know a top player can get you nothing, right? Yep. Mike Trout yeah. can go over for zero points. LeBron James isn't ever giving you nothing, right? right. It, you know, in, in hockey, you know, Sidney Crosby can get one shot, right? And that kind of is a is a down day. So if you wanted to go in just $2,000 Alvarez and he gets you a zero, that 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 doesn't mean your lineup's dead, you know, right? right. Like if you if you get use that money to kind of build around. So Emily uh, DFS is, is really a beast, uh, when the best hitters uh, are, are one for three, you know, when they when they fail 66% of the time uh, and, and they're considered elite, you know, that kind of speaks to the sport, uh, and which is why MLB DFS, honestly, is one of the tougher uh, kind of to get right. But that's why we like to break down and target those matchups uh, like Patrick Corbin, which has been oh so nice to us to, uh, to, be, <laughs> to begin the year, basically playing t-ball when you're going up against Patrick Corbin. Um, all right, let's go to first base. They give us Otani with that first base speaking outfield. Of, speaking of Patrick Corbin here, <laughs> that first base outfield eligibility here. Uh, he is $6,200, but Goldschmidt is 59 in cores against Marquez. Um, yeah. Freeman obviously gets Webb at 58, but probably more so cash games or a contrarian play for most. Uh, CJ Crone, we'll see if he's in the lineup or not. He missed the other day due to an illness. Um, he gets the lefty matchup that we talked a lot Last year, he was actually better than against righties than lefties, but historically, a lefty matcher, he gets mats at 57. Um, Olsen gets Ashcraft. I know you just mentioned Ashcraft looked pretty good in his first start there. Ty France against a lefty, and Drew Smiley at 52 is a pretty strong matchup. Uh, so where do you find yourself, you know, kind of keying in on when it comes to first base? Yeah, so, I mean, it. if we want to include Otani here, we could obviously get to Otani. I don't care about the lefty-ready splits. He's elite no matter who he's facing. He hits lefties. He hits righties. And as we talked just... about it, Washington bullpen, terrible. And when Corbin eventually gets pulled, Otani versus the bullpen works as well. Yeah, 340 Woba against left-handed bats. Um, Corbin, you know, you. I mean, 388 Woba uh, against righties, 367 against lefties last yeah. year. Like, there is no letting up no matter who's at the plate. So you can obviously get there. Goldschmidt's going to be the chalk. Um, and this is why I think we're both onto something. It's Suarez or Elder mostly in SP2 because um, like last, unlike last course series, right. uh, Cardinals are not cheap. I mean, 
Getting Goldschmidt and Arenado. Actually, here's the here's the real test. What are the Jordan Walker's been under three K like every. <laughs> uh, what what do you want to give me a guess on what you think Jordan Walker's price is going to be? I already looked. I already looked. Okay. I already looked. It's uh, it's four K. No wait. Three K. Three K. Jordan yeah, Walker. Oh God. I'm just gonna plug that in now. I'm just gonna hit the button. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the free yep. square. I guess. Okay. Um. But getting if we wanted to spend up Goldschmidt or Arenado, like if that's where you wanted to start. Yeah. Um. You know, Goldschmidt's 59, Arenado 52. So no discount there. No. Um, so uh, I do think there's going to be a popular low price SP2. To Jordan, get Jordan Walker, 70% or higher, you think? Probably, yeah. Has probably. To. Yeah, Has probably. To. Yep. Um, I think a lot of the ancillary pieces around Goldschmidt and um, Aaron. I, I mean, this we know how courses. Yeah. Like, they're seven of the top 10. Own, in ownership are going to be Cardinals tomorrow. Yeah, Burleson's um, 2,900. Yeah, Burleson's still hitting second. Um, yep. I mean, let Donovan, Brendan Donovan, who plays 37 different positions, if he leads off, or Edmund, like whoever is in the lineup is probably going to, there's probably going to be ownership coming their way. Um, is Burleson a pivot off Goldschmidt, or do you think people just play them both because he has that outfield eligibility? Yeah, I think, I think that's the key. Like, if, and, and it's something we talked about last year with Pujols, right? If this was where... Burleson yeah. didn't have the first bait or the outfield eligibility, then it's a com- it's a talking point. I don't think it's a talking point much because we could just play Burleson. Right. Yeah. Like I'm, the- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna full agreement with you there. I'm gonna just hit Burleson in there just for the sake of throwing him in the lineup. We'll complete the lineup obviously at the end of the, at the end of the stream, but at least for now, got a couple of value plays to plug in there at the outfield spots, uh, which means we have room for one top spend up for outfield. Could be Otani. Obviously, he has that first base outfield eligibility, but uh, we'll hit the rest of that outfielder as we move down. Um, let's talk about more first baseman, though. If, if for whatever reason you're multi lineuping, you're going to be fading some of these spots here. Mentioned uh, Goldschmidt already. Uh, mentioned Otani. Uh, what's that next tier? Who's that? Who's that next one one B guy that you're throwing at? Um, Nathaniel Lowe is a very interesting play here. Um, he's gotten off to like a decent start. He has a little five game hitting streak going. We know there was a lot of power last year. That's we, it was really his breakout season. I don't know what to make of Zach Greinke. He's been he good so far. <laughs> the, he is the toughest cookie to crack because like the statistics suggest that he's just not good. Right. And he just continues to pitch well. Um, I mean, uh, six strikeouts per <laughs> like last year, he had less than five strikeouts per nine innings. This year it's at six point three five K per night. Here's a good um, here's a good barometer of Zach Greinke. He has a two point three three eight ERA on the season. He has an expected ERA of five point two seven. It's just like uh, the, the the all opposite of Zach Gallon, as we discussed, is is Zach Greinke here. I know, but like twenty six percent hard hit rate. Then you look at it five percent soft contact. Yep. He has sixty eight percent of the time. It's it's medium and then twenty like hitters have a hitter, hitters have a three forty two batting average and balls in play, but he's managing an eighty percent strain rate. So, uh, you know, just he's just getting lucky is what is what we're trying to say here. Nate Lowe, or formerly Nate Lowe, he wants to be Nathaniel. called Nathaniel now. So respect to him for using his. Uh, he likes his taking after Twitter characters, is what he. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, same, same, Nathaniel, same. Yeah. Um, I think he is probably the guy here. If you want to fade Bryce Elder, Jason Vossler has been a pleasant surprise. We get a lefty-righty matchup here. You know, 
Alf, another guy, first base outfield eligible, has three home runs already, has five, six extra base hits already, a lot of runs batted in, hitting in the middle of the Reds lineup. Really good hitters park. I, f- um, I found our second baseman. But I also found our second baseman. He also plays first base, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he is going up against Patrick Corbin, none other than the lefty masher of 2022 Brennan Drury. And, he, and he's heating up. He had a home run today. He's just getting himself warm. He's seeing the baseball well now, you know. Uh, has had just one hit today, one for five. He's got like three hits on the year, uh, but he did, <laughs> he did homer today. Uh, as we as we approach uh, the lefty matchup for Corbin. Well, let's see. So, I'm looking. I'm looking up to see how many at bats he has had against lefties. Just five at bats, John. That's it. So like the reason why he's been so bad is because he only had five at bats going right. against lefties exactly. this year. Exactly. Um, so last I'm checking year, out the BVP or for for Mr. Corbin against. Uh, Against Drury, I bet they've at least faced each other a handful of times here. So. Well, I got the, I got the. So while you're looking, yeah. I got the the lefty numbers for Drury last year. Yeah. Um, six twenty six slug, nine fifty five OPS, three twenty seven ISO, four oh three wOBA. Like everything across the board, elite numbers. And he's thirty six hundred, right. and he is multi position eligible. If you can't get to Goldschmidt, you play. You could play Drury at first, and if you can get to Goldschmidt. And Angels, Cardinals are in your calling. You can play Drury at second. So you and everybody else, play. but uh, Brandon Drury three for eight <laughs> against uh, Patrick Corbin here. Um, yeah, Hunter Renfro actually has a really uh, two home runs in his career off of Mister Corbin. Doesn't surprise uh, me because Renfro's been so good against lefties his whole career. Right. Too. Uh, just again speaking speaking to where a lot, I think a lot of lineups are going to be built yep. uh, <laughs> here today. Uh, so yeah, uh, obviously you can go there in that direction. Drury's probably going to slot into our second base spot as we kind of build our way down. Uh, any other value first baseman on, on your radar here? Um, I don't think so. Uh, Paven Smith, 2k, but he gets lefty lefty. He made his debut on Sunday, two for four, two, two doubles, three RBI. Yeah. Um, don't really like the lefty lefty i also don't think you re- like need to force yeah, that into your lineup. We, ha- we have some good first baseman today. yeah some good first base and we already hit value in the outfield spot here and in case you guys didn't notice uh for those listening for the first time on better or watching on better sports we do build the lineup at the end we're yeah. gonna do a home run call we're gonna build the lineup and um just you know that's but, just kind well, of when a- we come across plays that we like uh i sometimes i just i just lock them in so right um right. it's just kind of the way this is all trending so Let's go to second base. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to go with our guy here, uh, Brandon Drury, but we got to give everybody their due diligence. So uh, Mookie Betts is your second base outfield eligible. Still, he's got Webb. Jonathan Indy's got Elder. Simeon against Granke. Uh, Albie is against Ashcroft. Uh, Estrada isn't really good, but you know Urias yeah, obviously a tough spot for him. Rojas, Miley. You know, is anybody here clicking for you, or is it just making Brandon Drury that much more appealing? Man, seeing Joshua has start this year, I wish this was 2022 because I had so many shares of Josh Rojas last year. Yeah. Um. So I, an, upon an initial look, um, I, I still think Jury is the top dog. We, we'll obviously make our way down the position at the top. So we've already kind of said Zach Greinke's getting lucky. If you're Running a Texas stack out there, which I don't think is crazy. They have a good lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Zach Greinke. Marcus Simeon had some, mon- like, did not have a monster year, but he had monster games yeah. at time. I mean, and it's because he can hit home runs and steal bases, right? So, 
you know, what if better he gets pitch in... to steal a base on, on a, than a 46 mile an hour ethos, right. right? I mean, he only has one stolen base and one home run. And again, like this is a guy who has massive upside. So I do like Simeon 51. I know a couple he of good games really... here against the Cubs the last two nights, you know, three right. hits, two doubles, three RBIs. So I think, I think hasn't necessarily really paid it off since like, I mean, Sunday, yes. And then like large gap and then first right. two games of the year. Um, but if you're pl- Texas is interesting just because the numbers do suggest that Cranky's going to regress. Um, and he's just like, how long can he really be good? Right. Yeah. Like he, uh, so I do like Simeon at the top, nothing else really. Um, until Brendan Donovan, another guy we could play multi-position. The problem with Brendan Donovan becomes, do we want to pay 45 for Donovan or would we rather play 36 for Drury? I, mean, I, I feel like Drury is the obvious spot right. here. But then you're like, oh, well, there's multi-position eligibility. But then you go to third and, yeah, he shares, and then you ha- share with Arenado. So, like, right. Brandon Donovan just is unfortunately in no man's land. Yeah, there's not even a really play. a good value. So here's here's the here's the uh, the pivot from Drury is Rangifo, right? Rangifo's another right. guy he that hit, hit lefty really hit lefties well. really well last year. We love pl- playing Rangifo against lefties. He also is second third base eligibility. So it's like if you're not playing Arenado, are you playing like Drury Rangifo Trout? You know, are yes. is your maybe your St. Louis exposure is Walker Burleson and you're going Otani, you know, Otani, Rangifo, Drury Trout, you know, something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, so the Angels have the better matchup, right? Like we Herman Marquez is not a terrible pitcher. No. He is just pitching well, in he is the very worst bad possible. He is very, he is very bad. no, he is he is very bad at home. But he can be good. Like we do not have like, more often than not, I would rather trust Herman Marquez at home than Patrick Corbin anywhere. Sure. Right? Like, is that yeah, fair? Yeah, no, no, definitely. So, uh, I, even looking at Rangifo's numbers, man, like, against lefties last year, John, to your point. Yeah. 909 OPS, 570 slug, 255 ISO, 389 Wobo. Oh, like, yeah, no, he I, lit him up. We were, we, we love Rangifo last year against lefties. This is... This is going to be a tough spot. I would say how I would assess this breakdown of like similar positions is in cash games, I would probably just go with the ownership, right? Obviously, like I think that's not saying anything. And do we think anyone that's doesn't Coors, know? Or do we think that's Corbin? I think it's going to be Coors at like first and third. I think okay. in the outfield. I think Definitely a lot of people sexier are... names to play is are not a Goldschmidt. And I think, well, and you can, because you can go Elder or you can go Suarez. Right. So I think a lot of that, those positions, the the cornerstone positions are spend-ups at, at cores. Middle infield is where things get interesting. And I think that's where Rangifo or Drury, or Rangifo and Donovan, like, go with the ownership. Like, whatever that takes you. Um, I wish one of these guys had shortstop. Well, that's what it, oh, that's what it is, right? So, like... We love two of these second basemen. I'm lesser in on Donovan than you are just because of the price. Uh, I don't disagree, but I think if he's, like, let's say he's leading off in cores in front of Goldschmidt, in front of Burleson, in front of Is he their leadoff hitter against lefties? Yeah. 
Right, righty, righty on the mound. Right, sorry, is he their leadoff hitter against righties? Um, yeah, okay. I, I, he's probably gonna lead off. Okay. Uh, he didn't start Saturday. Um, I knew they had, I knew they had, off. uh, they had Edmund lead off today, but that was against. Yeah, Edmund lead off. Okay, so then maybe, maybe because Donovan, I mean, Donovan got off to a hot start, was leading off, and then could turn to Edmund. So if Donovan if you were, were to lead for off, a shortstop to play. Yes. If if Donovan was leading off, I would have more interest. If he's not, then it's obviously okay. the other two guys. Uh, I mean, I, I prefer, just to be clear, I prefer the Angels guys. Sure. I'm just talking like large picture. I do think Donovan fits in if he's in the starting lineup because it's in court. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I, I think that it's going to be an interesting mix because the fact that those Cardinals, Walker and Burleson, which we haven't even gotten to yet, are so cheap and we have right. some value pitching. Like, I think you're going to see a lot of combos of uh, angels in, in colorado or sorry angels in st louis and you'll see which way they kind of break uh third base we got macho man at fifty six hundred dollars he's got that matchup though against scherzer riley's at 55 against ashcraft uh then he got arenado we've just talked a lot about he's fifty two hundred dollars easy spend up there uh going up against herman marquez um after that again it kind of just dumps down to the group that we were just discussing geo urshela is somebody that hits lefties fairly well not it's not at the same power level as some of the other guys that we've mentioned, like Rinjifo, um, you know, but he's a guy at, at 4,100 that does have some, some history is, is Rendon back. Yeah. That's that. Is he still suspended? What's the deal he's, with this? He's back. He's back. He, right. he played over the weekend. So another, just another angel that we're going to have to play. Right. And I'm just trying to look, look at their lineup. So they probably have, so their starting lineup has Drury playing first then. Right with with Gifo at second yeah. and, and Rendon at third. Is that how that's breaking down for them? Yep. Uh, so yeah, Anthony Rendon here, forty one hundred, thirty nine hundred dollars rather. RBIs in three of the straight games that he's played. Another just great great matchup versus lefties for him. So Rendon or Arenado, right? It's just another another. Those two I feel guys like at some point be... you get you spend down too much that you have to. Spend up for for an Arenado or or Goldschmidt, or to your point, we keep talking about all this value pitching that we might be going. Maybe maybe it is a double spend up. Maybe you see Urias and Castillo, uh, kind of builds here. So, um, it'll be interesting hit to see how we plug today, all this together. Rendon hit fourth, uh, today behind Trout, Otani, uh, Renfro fifth, Drury sixth, Rangifo seventh. Yeah. So I mean, it also that also plays over in Gifo, I guess maybe out of your stacks then, because you know the way you're building lineups, you kind of want to string guys together. So yeah, I mean, it depends on where it depends on where we go, because Ohop is hitting ninth. So like, sure. if we wanted like an end or in a wraparound, but yeah, uh, that could hurt for sure. Yeah, it could definitely hurt his value there. So um, talk to me again. We we know the core guys. If you're gonna pivot, anybody here that uh, you find more attractive than the other? Yeah, Candelario gets a lefty. We know he's been notoriously better against that split. Evan Longoria, you know, believe it or not, continues to be very good. I did say uh, I did say it the other day. I was like, he yeah, did. you know, gets the lefty. He did, uh, and he he bit both of us in the ass because he uh, hit Kershaw. He took Kershaw deep, <laughs> yeah, uh, and both you and I were definitely uh, fond of Kershaw that night. Yeah, I think jo- Josh Jung is fine in a again in a texas stack i don't hate that nolan gorman 3400 just another cheap play that you can get to um uh, figure out third base good luck like nolan gorman 3400 john hitting in the middle of their lineup like right. okay um 
Montero against a lefty, that's fine. In cores, Wilmer Flores. Yeah. Not we we go like there. Urias, but like JD Davis versus a lefty, Wilmer yep. Flores versus a lefty. So we, definitely. I some... mean, we said it at top, right? They have the the San Fran has shown a lot of pop to start the year. Yeah. So you know, as slam dunk as we think Urias is and can be, not so fast. Right. Uh, so the third base is interesting again, and and, and as we keep on going through. Uh, these positions here, and, and I'm like thinking about the lineups I want to put together. It's it feels like it's becoming a little tougher and tougher to uh to kind of do so here. Um, let's hit the shortstop position. Uh, at the very top, we see Dansby. We got Xander, Lindor, Adamas, Bobby Witt. You know, you know, not, Bobby Witt's interesting, I guess, against Heaney. Yep. You know, I don't really love the other matchups that are that are there. You know, you've talked a lot about Texas and and maybe Granky being a a target you got Seager here at 4,800 yeah I'm not gonna stop talking about Texas because they do have a lot of upside Corey Seager is a 30 home run guy you know um expected batting average over 300 almost a 500 suggested slow like this guy is just running into bad luck 4,800 no one's gonna play him but I do think you know it's clear cut we've gone through this slate everyone can see it St. Louis Colorado Angels. Those are going to be the most popular teams. We haven't even mentioned that much Colorado, but like they're in cores. It's just natural. Steven Matz didn't look good in his debut. Right. The Rangers are, I think, the next team for me. Um, okay. If not my favorite contrarian team of the slate, just given Zach Greinke's luck that he has had. So, sure. yeah, I think of the top tier, wit for a cheap home run, potentially, because that's just what he need to do. But it's Corey Seager for me um, because everything expected, the expected numbers are, he's just running into bad luck. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Edmund, as I mentioned, you know, he hit leadoff today. We'll see if he hits leadoff against a righty or not. Um, he's $4,200. There is some stolen base potential there, but he hasn't been on, he's not had a good year, uh, you know, so far to this point. Uh, Urshela does have some shortstop eligibility, but I wonder, does he make the lineup today uh, for the Rendell back? Hmm. Well, so he hit eighth okay. on Sunday, okay. played third and short. He started at short. Uh, they subbed Rendon out for a pinch runner, and he shifted to third. Okay. So uh, he's starting at short, which is interesting. It is definitely not not a position we're used to seeing him play there. Um, so again, he's uh you know he is where he is in that lineup forty one hundred dollars. Uh, pun play potential. Nick Ahmed is twenty three hundred. He's got Wade Miley, the lefty. We talked about matchups, lefties for Nick Ahmed here. Could be a could be the punt play at short if we want to go all the way down. Yeah, you know what's funny? I was actually looking at Geraldo Perdomo, his okay. teammate. Um, I think both of them are pretty good because you're right. Uh, Ahmed has always hit lefties, and he's coming off a game where he had two stolen bases. The game prior, he had a stolen base, so he has three stolen bases this last two games. Um, and he's six hundred dollars cheaper than Perdomo. Perdomo's been really good. Seven of sixteen to start the year with four walks. He's been on 11 times in seven games. Um, 571 on base percentage for Geraldo Perdomo, John. And yeah. he has, and he has stolen base appeal. He only has one on the year, but he's fast um, switch hitter. I looks like both, he played, I, per, it looks like he played mostly against le- righties last year, but also he okay. hit better against lefties. So, okay. So if they both crack the lineup, I think you could probably make a case for not playing both, obviously, but, yeah. um, for both of them to be in your player pool. Sure, 100%. Anybody else here at shortstop that you think maybe is uh, worthy of consideration? Um, 
No, looking at the lineup today, by the way, for the Dimebacks, Perdomo hit second uh, against the Dodgers. So who's on the mound for um, LA today? Michael Grove, righty on the mound. So we'll see. Um, but you know, if he's hitting second, he is a he is a switch hitter. Ahmed yeah. hit eighth, but again, that was a righty on the mound. So right. Ahmed is lefty, just dominant against lefty. Right. So we'll see. Yeah, it's interesting because like we talked about, we look at the Arizona Diamondbacks lineup, guys like Corbin Carroll, lefty, Jake McCarthy, lefty, uh, but they do have guys. So uh, what position did Perdomo play? He started at second base today. Okay. Because uh, Lewis no, went no, on the IL for them. So someone's well, someone's re-entered the lineup for Yeah, uh, Paven, Smith, Paven Smith took his spot on the roster okay. and DH'd and hit third. Okay. Um, they did not play. It is your... You're on to something. Uh, Ketel Marte was not in the lineup today. Okay. Yeah, because so, David Smith's a lefty too, right? So he yep. probably wouldn't be in the lineup versus a lefty. Yeah, so maybe Ketel or Ahmed or Perdomo, one of those three DH. Yeah. And, right? Yep. Probably Ketel Marte. Yep, probably. Um, all right, so something interesting to kind of pay attention to there, um, you know, in that rotation for uh, the Diamondbacks. Uh, let's go on over to the outfield position. Uh, again, we it seems like we're going to have infinite money. I've already plugged yeah. two value outfielders in, so we're kind of looking for one. Obviously, given the lineup construction that we've talked about, we could take Walker or Burleson out of the lineup, or we could yep. put Burleson at first base. It feels like we want to play both Walker and Burleson, though. As of now, they both kind of hit at different parts of the lineup. Burleson has been hitting second. I've seen Walker hit sixth or seventh, though the man is living up to every ounce of hype at least so yep. far yep. um and i'm just stunned that he's on i tweeted tweeted out the other day like how long is DraftKings going to keep him under 3k <laughs> well he's at 3k here in course so um yeah listen if we're playing for one outfield spot is it trout is it acuna otani like where are we you know who's your who's your outfield choice when it comes to the top guys it's very, very hard not to just gravitate towards Trout and Otani. Um, I will say, as good as Graham Ashcraft was in his debut, he was a reverse splits pitcher last year. Th- righties, 323 average, 900 OPS, 388 Woba. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Ronald Acuna is a monster. Um, he is looking every bit the monster that we wanted him to be every year. He doesn't get hurt. Right. Five stolen bases already this year, you know, could be another running party. Hard to ignore, but I, I think Trout is the guy. I think Julio Rodriguez is probably close behind. Um, I'm so I would rank those two first and second, and then Otani Acuna like right below them. Okay. Uh, next year below, we mentioned Hunter Redfro. He's forty seven hundred dollars. Um, good good VVP career wise against Corbin. Uh, absolute lefty masher there. I'm surprised to see Jake Fraley at 5K. I feel like that's, yeah, that's... A little, feels a little a little much when you can't move Jordan Walker, but you can put Jake Fraley at 5K. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, yeah, Renfro at 47. If you if you really believe in the Garcia in the Texas potential p- contrarian stack there, uh, Adolis is 47 there as well. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, home runner bust, basically yep. at $4,300 against Marquez in the in the mid tier there. Uh, anybody else that you're taking a peek at here? Lourdes maybe at 39 against Wade? Yeah, I think it's probably a bunch of these guys in this tier. Lourdes, 39. Um, Lane Thomas. Hasn't gotten <laughs> off to a great start. Lane Thomas is a guy that we play a lot against left-handed pitching. Yep. Um, and he continues to just hit. He's 
hitting not a lot of power, but 359 in the year. Profar finally came through at a home run on Sunday. I think we should continue to see Profar hit atop the Colorado lineup with a lefty on the mound. Yeah, um, better splits for Profar against Southpaws. Yeah, I, I like Profar here at 3,700. I think that's a very interesting spot. I only play Dylan Carlson against lefties. Um, he's probably the one Cardinal I will be under the field on because I assume 3,600 people are still going to get to him if he's in the lineup. Um, the other thing is we come across is like you can't play everybody. So you can't play everybody. That is true. <laughs> right? So can't play everybody. I know, um, but like when like you get projected ownership and you see the Cardinals, like every one of them is going to have like X amount percent. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I want to OPS against lefties for Carlson last year. Yep, he does not hit righties. No. So, like, I do not have much interest, even though it's in cores. Um, and then, you know, uh, we get down to this, like, super value tier where James Outman, uh, Outman Walker, keeps hitting power. keeps hitting for power. Stone Garrett, like you mentioned, had a big game the other night in cores. Yeah, I was kicking myself because I... I made a mental note. I put Lane Thomas in. I was like, all right, I put in Lane Thomas in, but if Stone Garrett is in the lineup like i'll go and i'll go in that direction uh and he was hitting i think i think he's hitting lead off or second in that game uh and i had him i had just had a monster day so if he's in the lineup again we like stone garrett we were surprised yep. that he left arizona so you know kind of now on that team there and then uh we get to our boy jordan walker just yeah, yeah 3k again burleson's, yeah, burleson's 29 Fran Milvers Heaney at 3K if you're just looking for some power. Yep. Um, Alex Call, I think he let off that game. He, right? he, so he let off. Remember we talked about the Friday. It was on the Friday stream. Yeah. Uh, he's better against righties. Sure. He was uh, had the split, but he's been good like three straight games. So mm -hmm. if there's going to continue to be, if he's hitting near the top of the lineup or in the middle of the lineup, um, I have no problem getting there. There are so many plays. Listen, there, there are so many plays that, that we could go here. Who's your favorite you, I mean, Let me ask you. The Jay Hay kid's got three home runs in four games. Yeah, and he's got, you know, he's got the lefty-righty matchup there against Webb. Yeah, and Webb, if Webb doesn't have the sinker going, he gives up a lot of home runs. Jason Hayward. He gives up a lot of home runs if, if the sinker's not working. Mm -hmm. um, probably not, but, like, I get it. You know, like I, I get it. Like play, I'm probably play a guy who's hot. There. You know, wrap around, play right. a little bit for our, for the right. uh, Dodgers. So, um, it's about, it's Walker for me. So that's that's like my number Walker. one. Yeah, it's Walker for me. Um, I would maybe consider Bubba Thompson two K for Texas. Okay, two for four on Sunday, double, triple, two RBIs. He's super fast. He has speed. Um. Texas is not cheap for as much as I like them. Like mm -hmm. Simeon Seeger were 51 and 48, I think. So like Bubba Thompson could be a, you know, a wraparound stack potential guy. All right, uh, James, we got about five minutes left to go. So it's that time of the day. Give me your home run call for the night. Um, And, and when we do this home run call for everyone, uh, we don't do for course. The first time, yeah. we exclude course. Course is um, cheating. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go. What do you got, John? Talk uh, to me. I know we're going Angels, so like, yeah, just well, I mean, I thought you, mean, you were going to go Texas. Uh, I'm going to go Brandon Drury. I well, I said, but when I said we, I meant you. Yeah, I, we was we really was you. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I'm go I'm going Brandon Drury. I'm. I know it's been a reverse split 
thing for Zach Greinke in the last few years. I'm going to go Marcus Simeon um, hits a home run for Texas. All right, Marcus Simeon for you uh, and Brandon Drury here for me. Uh, let's build the lineup. I got Walker and Burleson already in an outfield. Do you agree or disagree? Um, I largely agree. Um, we just, when we building, like, cause if we use angels value in the infield, we might be able to like spend up at Burleson to like O'Neill, or we might be able to get. Is O'Neill a better play than Burleson? I'm not um, too sure. I'm honestly not too I'm, sure. I'm not too sure either. Uh, I know I, at this point in their respective careers, I feel like O'Neill has had more upside in the past because he's a 30, we've seen 30, 20. Okay. Um, but you're right. I mean, Burleson's been better, and he hits second. So, yep. um, uh, let's well, start. Luis Castillo is probably the first yep. place that I think that we're both in agreement. Agreed. Luis Castillo in the lineup. Now, are we going to try the double spend? If we go double spend with Castillo, uh, Urias, that's forty-two hundred a player. We certainly have that. Well, do um, we want to plug? Do we want to plug like their the offense in and see where we land sure. if we do have like enough? Because we're probably going. We might catcher. be able to go. We might be able to get the Salvi as catcher. Or Will, 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 Wilson Contreras instead in course. Yeah, sure, get the Contreras. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, um, Wilson at forty three. Second, second Drury, or yeah, probably Drury. Yeah, I agree. We like Goldschmidt at first. Was that like kind of where we? Because. That was probably why we were playing. It was, so, in the it outfield, depended. Right? so it was Otani or it was Goldschmidt. Yeah. Um, did we also use Burleson in the outfield too? We did use one of those guys at first. Yep. Um, and then it's the same question at third. It's Rendon. It's really Rendon or Arenado, right? Yeah, third, I like Arenado those... more though. I think spending up for Arenado makes this most okay. sense. Going back to course. Yeah. I didn't even think of the narrative, but yes, hundred percent. So, um, if we did Arenado, it's fifty three hundred. Uh, a player still needing first base. Let's say, just say we did Otani and Trout. Um, forty five fifty for a pitcher and a shortstop. Shortstop was probably the we could probably go one of the Diamondbacks as one offs. Yeah, either um, Perdomo or Ahmed. I mean, Ahmed is cheaper if we want to go right, that we route. didn't have a love for shortstop we had maybe no. Witt or seager but we didn't have Witters, any, yeah it was Witt or seager for or or edmund in the mid-tier but like edmund hasn't even been no one we, we we need stolen bases from edmund this year we have one so far All right let's throw ahmed in there just for the pure punt agreed sixty eight hundred dollars gets us elder we, we didn't mind it right no and that puts us on trout right? yeah yep. yeah bang that's, so that's so here's the lineup that we got luis casillo bryce elder wills Contre- Contreras. Shohei Otani, Brandon Drury, Nolan Arenado, Nick Ahmed, Jordan Walker, Alec Burleson, and Mike Trout is the lineup for today. Uh, James, any final thoughts for people watching at home? We'll be back live at 5 o'clock Eastern time, breaking down all the news, recapping all the updates, weather, lineups, answering your start sick questions, helping you all build your lineups for today. Uh, any final thoughts for the people? No, just super excited to be here with Better. Um, you guys are going to still see all of our Fantasy Alarm content in the same place, fantasyalarm.com, youtube.com slash fantasyalarm. Um, but we're just, we're growing the family and we're joining the Better Sports Network and we couldn't be happier to be here. Amen to that. So good luck, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk to you all later.